This is Renegade Fam. I'm your host, Zuleika. So I'm really curious as to the thought you've given to the name of the podcast, Renegade Femme for the Revolution. When you asked me to come on, I think that was the first thing I I wanted to know is what does that mean exactly to you? What are your thoughts now that there, there's been some time for that thought to develop? Mm. So Renegade Femme for the Re- Revolution was an, an idea that came to me as I was sitting down at my computer desk, just aimlessly staring at the screen, trying to get my mind to kind of think creatively around some ideas that I had. And that was one of them. I, and because my, my mind wasn't connecting certain dots for me creatively, I took a break and I looked at what everyone does, social media. Mm-hmm. Some, some, a book came up for me, and I remember that book. I don't remember the, the, the author of it, but it's called Renegade Beauty. Mm-hmm. And it's all about uh, using food and you know, that term self-care yeah. and neuropathics and things like that to really cultivate your beauty from the inside out instead of, you know, we're inundated with products mm-hmm. um, and just outside things and chemicals and not really taking the time to really look at your, what your standard of beauty is and self-care and managing yourself. Never finished the book, but I saw the title and I thought it was just a beautiful name yeah. for something, for, for anything. And I was like, oh. Maybe this idea that I'm having, maybe this this block of creativity is something big, bigger, that I'm too afraid of, too afraid to really think of it in this space. And at that time, I was doing a uh, public speaking course mm-hmm. that kind of rivaled, maybe rivaled's not the right word. It, it, was, it was an answer, it was an anecdote to... Uh, the male-centered corporate-type speaking training yeah. that mm-hmm. we see around. I'm not going to mention the name, but everybody knows, knows the organization. Mm-hmm. And so I was taking that course, and towards the end of it, I was trying to figure out, well, how do I incorporate this into my life? How do I incorporate, the, co- incorporate this into uh, what I'm doing creatively as far as work and who I want to be in the world and who I want to be just now? Yeah. And part of the reason I was I was doing that is because I was trying to find my own voice, and I I saw that book title, and I it something about it jumped out to me, and I loved that word renegade because it's it's just fiery and feisty, and it's all the things you're not supposed to be, yeah, especially when you're quiet, right? Yeah. And I I tend to be a little bit quiet until you get to know me, mm-hmm. um, and so I wrote down just off the cuff renegade femme for the revolution and I stared at it and I was like this is really dope I really like this I don't know what this is gonna be and I don't know what I'm gonna do with this but I like this and I need to hold on to this so I I at the time my friends and I were messaging we used like I forget what if it's hangouts or whatsapp whatever it was this was 2017 it was November 2017 and I sent them a message, and I said, hey, I have this idea. Normally, I don't share things until right. they've been fleshed out. And I've, I've had enough time to talk myself out of it is really what it, what it is. So I sent it to them, and I said, I'm sharing this with you guys because I don't know what I'm going to do with this, 
but I'm going to do something and I, I'm putting it out there to hold myself accountable mm-hmm. to it because this is, the, I'm too connected to this for it to not mean anything. That was the end of that. Yeah. Didn't think about it, didn't do anything with it, but it always stayed there. And this past year or so, maybe the last two years, I've thought about different mediums that this could kind of take form into, but I wasn't quite clear Yeah, because I've had all of these different changes through my life and a lot of things have kind of changed my idea of creativity and how to put myself out there into the world and who do I really want to be. And it always came back to this title and using your voice to 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 highlight creativity and to highlight the things that make you you. Yeah. And I always thought that in your own struggles is how you can help other people. Mm-hmm. That it's just like it, maybe in your profession you hear the same thing. You learn things by teaching other people how to do it. That's yeah. the best way to learn. It's the fastest, easiest way to learn is you teach other people how to do things. And so in my struggles, I'm thinking maybe the best way for me to get through it is to help other people get through it. And what's the biggest challenge that I have? And for me, it's using my voice. It's yeah. speaking out for myself. It's standing up for myself. And so I said, well, what's the best way that I use my voice? And it always seems to be that my power, so to speak, Mm -hmm. is in helping other people see their own power, right? I see that as my superpower that I have. Mm -hmm. I can look at someone or hear their idea and the cylinders just start firing Yeah, where I, I can see the potentiality for it. I can see the end. I can see the, the, the potential for it, not necessarily the ending, but the potential for an idea that someone else has. Yeah. And so I said, okay, well, if it's hard for me to use my voice to speak for myself, maybe I can, in, in order for me to learn that and, and expand on that, I can help other people use theirs. Yeah. And that's where the idea stopped. And so this year, on a drive, <laughs> and you know, in having this like channeled conversation in the ether, you know, sharing, uh, recording Marco Polo to friends, Mm -hmm. it just came back up. And I was replaying a conversation with myself that started because of something that happened in my day. And I, I shared it kind of incognito because that's kind of what I do, you know, double meanings, kind of get things out, but layered so that nobody actually knows what you're talking about it's just a cute way to phrase something but you've shared it right hidden but you've shared it Mm -hmm. in a way that's safe and at this time it was you know and I've told you this story offline and I've shared this story many times offline and I'll share it here because it it connects to to where we are today and uh, a year ago there was a, a a conversation in my family about about my kids' hair. I have all boys. Mm-hmm. And for I let my boys wear their hair however they want to. Most of the time, within reason. I mean, yeah. I wash them. Sure. Um, but my youngest son, son had very long hair. And he had no problem with having long hair. And all of a sudden, he wanted to cut his hair because he felt that people couldn't tell whether he was a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, well, where, where's that coming from? Because this has never been a problem. I always check in, like, it's your hair whenever you're ready to cut it. You can cut it. Yeah. I'm actually kind of tired of detangling it, right. but it's yours. Yeah. Like, it's your power. And it kept coming up. And one day he said that to me. Well, I'm afraid that, because was, he was about to start school, and he said, I'm afraid that people won't know. My classmates won't know whether I'm a boy or a girl. Yeah. And I look at him and I'm like, it's pretty evident that you're male. I mean, he's not androgynous looking. He doesn't have, there's nothing about him that would indicate that he would have any proclivities to being confused or one way or another. He's very, you mm -hmm. know, he's a boy, mm -hmm. basically. So, and he's never had issues with that before. And I knew where it was coming from because I've heard these conversations that I've, I've had to respond to them many, many times. And in, in, at that time, it just really upset me because here's this little kid who's never had an identity issue, who's very secure in who he is, corrects everyone when they say his name wrong or yeah. they spell it wrong or they assume it's supposed to be something other than what it is because of what he looks like. And here he is having a challenge mm -hmm. because it's, it's being repeated to him that this isn't how you're supposed to look. And so I had to have a conversation with him, which was a conversation with myself. And in that post, you know, I kind of, I made the statement of that sometimes being your whole self is an act of rebellion. Yeah. Because people will come around and try to dictate who you are and who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And so this is what I'm telling my five-year-old son at the time that no one has that right to decide for you who you get to be and how you look. That is up to you. You have to own your identity because the world will come and try to tell you who you can be and how you're supposed to behave and act and look at every turn. Yeah. And if you don't learn now how to hold true to who you believe yourself to be, how are you going to move through the world? Yeah. You will question everything. And, then, and it was in that moment, it's in seeing it as at my age and being his mother, seeing it happen, you start, you, it just, it, it blew my mind, you know, but you recognize how easily we're all minimized and defeated before we even get started. Mm -hmm. You know, here's a young kid who's proud of what he looks like. Yeah. He loves his long hair. He's happy with it. It doesn't bother him any. Mm -hmm. It's a point of pride for him. But now all of a sudden he's being told that he's not supposed to look like that because little boys don't look like this. Yeah. And I, for me, it was, it, it, I needed to, I needed to make him feel confident in however he looked, whether he wanted to say short, medium, or long, didn't matter what he looked like. He just needed to know who he was and define that for himself. Yeah. It's not up to anybody else. I don't care who they are in your life. I don't have the right to tell you. That's why I check in and I'm your mother. Right. When you're ready to change how you look, it's up to you. You let me know. Yeah. But you get to define who you are, not anybody else. And damn sure, not because of their expectations of what we're all supposed to look like. Yeah. And that, it, it just bothered me. And, and so it, in, in that kind of rant while I'm driving, and, and you know, we use Marco Polo to communicate all the time. Mm -hmm. You know that it's one of the best avenues because you get to 
you get to have these conversations with other people uninterrupted. Yeah. You get to kind of go on these, um, these lucid thinking streams, right? Those streams of consciousness and you actually get to finish a thought and they're very therapeutic. And this one was definitely one of them. And that's where this idea or this remembering renegade femme came back to me and it was like, this is, this is, this is what this was meant for. Mm -hmm. It was holding on to that ideal that we can be, we can make ourselves in our own image. No one else has the right to tell you what you can do, what you can't do, who you can be, what you can look like. And that's a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. You know, even in, in this time in the society, we think and we, we try to act like we're free, but we're not. Every time we turn around, we're supposed to look a certain way. Yeah. We're supposed to talk a certain way. You know, we have to, we have all these expectations to meet. Where do they come from? Who yeah. created these expectations of us? Mm-hmm. You know, and when do they start? And in seeing that happen to my kid and overhearing these conversations and having to defend his choice to look like how he wanted to yeah. as his mother, I, start, I started to see. I saw exactly where it came from. I saw where my own limitations came from because yeah. when I was his age, I'm sure as hell I wanted, there were tons of things I wanted to be. Right. And someone came in and told me, you can't be those things. Yeah. I think... Um and talking about, you know, where, when does that start? I think it starts before we're even born because, I mean, you've been pregnant, right? What's the first thing you get asked is, do you hope it's a boy or a girl? And then we start, you know, that determines what color their nursery is going to be and what their name is supposed to be, um, which I know we've both rebelled against some mm-hmm. with what our kids' names are going to mm-hmm. be. But it, we've already have these predetermined, like, pretty tiny little boxes to put us into before we're ever even here, you know, right. and then it just continues, depend, like we've talked about, depending on your circumstances and who you're around and who happens to say the right thing at the right moment that mm-hmm. sticks with you or who you respect and look up to that, you know, makes an offhand comment that sticks with you. All of those things. I think what you're talking about in parenting now is sort of like unlearning, getting him to unlearn because you've taught him all these things and then he starts learning new things and you have to kind of pluck that stuff out that doesn't align with what your family's values are. Right. And, you know, why would it be insulting to be called a girl anyway? Right. If he's called a girl, then good for him, yeah. right? Yeah. They must think you're, uh, you know, wholesome, all-around great right. person. You're just, you're a beautiful-looking person. Because, right. again, weird expectations that only girls are supposed to be pretty. Right, so. exactly. Yeah. I but lots you know, of beautiful men. Yeah, 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 my boys are gorgeous. I agree. But it was in that that, you know, I try to teach them that other people's limitations do not define who you are, their limitations in thinking or their predefined expectations of, of what we're supposed to be. They're not based on anything. It's just there to make them feel comfortable about themselves and their own choices. Because how dare you look different than I do? How dare you? Because I can't do that. (laughs) I have to fit this mold. And here you are, you're challenging them and their views on themselves. And that was, I mean, that was a huge lesson to learn. It, 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 it was hurtful because of who it was coming from, but I understood it. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. But look at where we are. You yeah. know, raising boys to understand that they can look however they want. Yeah. You can be a boy boy 
You can be masculine. You can want to work out and have muscles like he does, Mm -hmm. you know, and be sports minded and still be kind and gentle and then be yourself. Yeah. You know, and it's the, these, I mean, we're talking about renegade femme for the revolution and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about the femme part of this because I know this came up and, and, but, and it, it kind of makes it seem like we're only talking about women, but as a mother of all boys, I think about this constantly is what are the representations of masculinity for my boys? Mm -hmm. You know, how having, having a mother like me and being exposed to the, to the types of things that I'm interested in the types of friends that I have and the conversations that we have, you know, I, I'm, I'm wanting them to be a part of this and understand that masculinity isn't just defined on being masculine and and muscled up Mm -hmm. and strong and you know detached and you know set on your convictions and there's only one way to do things I want to raise them with the idea that we all we are all a duality of sorts right we can both be masculine and feminine we can Mm -hmm. be gentle and strong we can be fierce and quiet and it's not a it's not a a a short definition of who you are as a person because of you know how you choose to look yeah what kind of what you how you want your hair to look that's a very silly um that's a that's a very bizarre thing to think is a representation of like who someone is on the inside if you think about it no different than assuming that because someone's skin is a different color. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the same asinine logic. Right. I mean, this you is know? the work you do, right? I just yeah. listened to your your short video today about that. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's supposed to be a well-kept secret. I'm letting it out. Um, yeah, I listened to that. And these are, they're hard conversations for people to have, but it's the reality of the world. We all walk around, you know, judging people by how they look. And I want my kids to be very well aware of that because I am, we all are, but it shouldn't define who you choose to be as a person. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't be conflicted about your own identity because of how someone else chooses to define you. And this was the big lesson that I was trying to teach my son Mm -hmm. is you cannot, you can't change how someone else views their world because that's their worldview. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at the world through your own eyes sometimes, yeah. right? Like you have to know who you are because that's, that's all you have. Mm-hmm. That's all you have. Yeah. And if you can't stand strong in who you are, then how do you know who you are? And this is the thing we, we, all, we, we chase throughout our life is trying to figure out who are we? Yeah. You know, what makes me me? Do you think in terms of like the renegade portion of this, mm-hmm. it implies a level of danger a little bit, right? Like, I mean, I like rebellion. That. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't dislike it. I hadn't know? thought of danger. I mean, have you, have I you mean, met it's me? It's a little dangerous. I'm like, I'm five foot three. It's a little dangerous. Me. I'll have to share the story um, sometime of the guy I dated who got a renegade tattoo on his leg. Oh, cool. um, and if he hears this, it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about you until just this very moment, <laughs> but I'm sure he's embarrassed because of the context that this tattoo yeah. has gotten. But the term implies, you know, some level of, uh, I mean, I think it's a little dangerous, right? It sounds a little right. rebellious. So in thinking of, of some of the things we've talked about before, fear specifically, do you think for your son to express himself in a way that people may interpret as feminine is 
safer or less scary than for a girl to say, you know, shave her head or, Mm. you know, want to present as masculine. Both could bring about negative consequences if we're talking about like societal reactions or even, you know, people being angry at how you look because... People get angry at how people look sometimes, which is also bizarre. I think anything that steps outside of the typical box, right? Like if we go outside what's presented to us as what is deemed acceptable, Mm -hmm. it becomes dangerous because you're challenging the ideals of people who probably haven't th- given that much thought into it. You know, we all see it. There's there's the uniforms we all wear. Mm-hmm. It's very recognizable. Yeah. You can look at someone and say, okay, well, they probably went to the school. They the, Here's what they do on a Friday night mm-hmm. type thing. And I feel like when people can't easily look at you and classify you um, or or know how to deal with you, then you're a danger to their own processes. Yeah. So, and then add to that, if you dare to just go out and do whatever, you know, Um, I'm sure how you look and all listeners will get an opportunity to see that. It's very (laughs) renegade. It challenges people's perceptions, right? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a a little bit of a mind fuck because if, if someone hears you or they see, they, they know of you before you arrive. Okay. (laughs) Now everyone's going to be like, what's her name? Let me look up a picture of her. I don't look that strange. We're in a smallish town. You're not strange, but it's no, it's not a matter of strange. It's just a matter of, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I get that all the time. The label doesn't quite fit. All the time. Right. Because sometimes my voice, people expect a certain look and then I show up and depending on the day yeah um so I I get that it's not that you're radical or anything it's just I feel like anything to change the challenges or is, is outside of the typical yeah is is suspect yeah and and can be renegade can be viewed dangerous mm-hmm. for me renegade is just more of a rebel but again rebel is just another word for for somebody to categorize you as dangerous, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're on the cusp of that going against in norm, society, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're, it's always been that way. Anytime you're a little bit different, you think differently and you dare to speak about how mm-hmm. differently you think you're, you're trouble, yeah. you know? And I don't know. I, I feel like we're, we're, we're in that age right now where, and, and definitely if not in, in the age in society, definitely age in my time in my life where I feel like, Let's be a little bit dangerous. Let's yeah. see. Let's push ourselves, you know, to that brink of feel what, what fear feels like. Mm-hmm. And this is nothing. This is just, you know, we're, we're picking things that are really not that bad. You know, judging someone for how they wear their jeans or how they cut their hair yeah. or, you know, little, small little things that, that are really insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah. I think it requires a certain level of bravery. And I know we've talked about the use of that word and, and how maybe it doesn't, you know, when I think of brave, I think of like support our troops or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, when I first shaved my head, it was, I felt pretty damn brave, you know, and freed Mm -hmm. from, from that. But I think there's also a bit of a bravery in choosing to view other people and, those automatic assumptions you make where you're like, Oh, I know this girl, she does X, Y, and Z. I bet she loves, you know, whatever kind of assumptions. If we can be like courageous enough to not make those assumptions, 
you usually end up finding out that what you suspected of someone, even if it's true on the exterior, is not at all true on the interior. Right. You know, some of the craziest, you know, most bizarre looking people have ever known who are covered in, you know, face tattoos and stuff are like chemists, you know? And I mean, mm -hmm. that's just not what you would think at all. So I think if we allow ourselves to not only try to remove that barrier for us, but in other people, you know, that we approach in an empathetic way, we benefit by learning more and growing more from other people mm -hmm. too, you know? Yeah. So if someone had asked your son, what makes you like this hairstyle? You know, it would have been interesting to hear his reasons for, you know, how he felt about I, it. I did ask him that one did time. You? I asked him, I said, why do you like your hair like this? And he said, because it makes me look like you. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, yeah. what am I going to say? He didn't, yeah. it, not because I'm a girl and he's a boy. He right. just wanted to identify yeah. with the person that he loves sure. the most. I'll say it. <laughs> right. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was the most innocent and real response he could have given, mm -hmm. you know, at that age. Like that, that was it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. But here some, someone comes in and challenges all of that because now it's okay. Well, now it's not about wanting to look like my mom looks because that's the closest thing I have to an identity right now. Now it's like, oh, I, I can't be a boy if I look like this, but I know that I'm a boy. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a weird, it's still a weird space to be in because we still have these conversations. And even, um, with the name of what I decided to mm -hmm. call this idea, this, this universe of whatever this turns out to be for Renegade Femme for the revolution. And you had asked me this, like, is, you know, with the femme part mm -hmm. and understanding how that's used in language now you know when I first thought of it it's really I was like ooh, wouldn't it be kind of charming to have femme like that that sexy feminine side mm -hmm. of you know the the femme fatale type thing in my mind that's yeah. really what it was it's yeah. like you know you can couple the badass renegade with like you know the soft side of being feminine and mm -hmm. or what we identify with as feminine and put those two things together and then the revolution part is really just challenging ourselves. It's not about going out and rioting or, yeah. you know, you don't have to have a big platform or stance. It's really about standing up and challenging ourselves to use our voices and be who we really are in the world. And now it's having to like, okay, well, is this appropriate to use this yeah. term? Yeah. You know, if, am I offending someone? Am I not, you know, mm -hmm. am I covering all my bases here? And I said, you know what? Fuck that. Mm -hmm. The whole point of this is to just use your voice and be who you are. And for me, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, and not representative. And yeah, it's, it's inclusive of everyone, mm -hmm. but it's not representative of just one person. It's really, it's that. It's playing that side of this is, this. I'm feminine. Mm -hmm. I'm a woman. This is my time. This is really, you know, where this came from was from that spirit that I had, mm -hmm. that I felt so many other women had. And if it wasn't out there in the world at that time for me, if I couldn't use my voice to speak up for myself, then maybe as a collective, we could do it. Yeah. And why not start here? Yeah. That makes sense to me. You mentioned, um, uh, it be like a different language. What did you say? Fem in French. Okay. Yeah. If, is that feminine? Feminine. Yeah. Just means it, it's just, yeah. okay. It's just feminine my teenagers in French. So I'm going to have to get her to translate the entire thing for us just so 
Yeah. yeah. And I even looked at like different spellings because the, the shortened version is just F-E-M, but mm-hmm. like it just doesn't look nice when it's written like that. It looks like something's missing. Yeah. Why, you know, cut off the rest of it yeah. just to kind of, again, if we're trying to be outside the box, here right. we are trying to condense it into a new definition of something that I'm not intending it to be. Yeah. So. Well, plus if that's what you felt, you know, then there was a reason for that. Um, it could be that someone who's, you know, researching that term for, for looking for exactly this wouldn't look up something if it was called something else. And, you know, I mean, I think it works. I mean, renegade woman just doesn't have right. the same ring to it. <laughs> that sounds sort yeah. of like, what does that make me think of? Maybe like a country Western or that's, something. That's You're thinking of exactly what I'm thinking. Cause really? it's sold at Walmart. There's that that's woman funny. that does the, she had a blog and then it's, don't ask me about it. Cause I oh. don't know. I just remember seeing it. Oh. In, in like crock pots and things like that. Okay. And it's all the blue. pioneer woman. Pioneer woman. That's okay. what it reminds me of. So okay. yeah, you can't have renegade woman. <laughs> it doesn't quite have the same ring. Not the same ring, you know. And I actually I like that it's challenging. Yeah. Right. I hadn't thought about that until. Yeah. When I think I was looking for like a a URL for it, and renegade femmes already taken. So I'm like, okay, well now I have to put my brain to work and try to come up with something creative because I'm not changing this so I was like well maybe I have to change how it's spelled so I'm looking at all of the different variations and definitions and like I want to make sure you know if I use it this way that I'm using it properly Um, and that's where it came from so I'm very well aware of the LBGTQ affiliation to FEM and what it means and I'm okay with that I'm not using it as a standard um just if, an inclusive term. Right. And yeah. if someone thinks that that's what it's about, even better because then they're listening to it. Well, so. I'm sure we'll talk about sexuality before it's all said and done anyway. I am so looking forward <laughs> to that one. Excellent. All right. This has been another episode of Renegade Femme for the Revolution. To continue the conversation, join us on Facebook and Instagram at Renegade Femme for the Revolution. To connect with me, your host, follow at Suleika Rendell on Instagram. Be sure to click follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you're listening on to be the first to know when we release the next episode. Renegade Femme for the Revolution is recorded in studio at the Content Creation Center. Thank you for listening. Home.